Well, hello, I'm Brock Hewart, and I am your host for this show today, and it's really a privilege. I hear people say that all the time, and sometimes I'm like, man, is it really a privilege? No, this really is a privilege to get to be your host today for this special show, the Sports Spectrum Football Special, and we get three more of these leading up to Super Bowl Sunday, and I get a chance to host and talk to some pretty incredible people along the way. In fact, it's Sam Ocho and Kirk Cousins today uh, will jump aboard with us to be a part of this show to talk a little football but just as importantly, more importantly, to talk about their faith and their faith story. And that's really what this show is about. It's about the intersection of faith and sports. And I am so thankful for a couple of our sponsors, for Football Sunday, which has been at it for about a decade, on Super Bowl Sunday, telling incredible stories of athletes' faith, of using the platform of sport, of football, but to get into churches around the country to share their heart and to share their story. And that's what Kirk and, and Sam are going to do today. And I'm equally thankful for Compassion International. I get to be a part of their team. They have an incredible initiative right now called Fill the Stadium. In fact, you can go online to fillthestadium.com. It is the heart of compassion. They really feel like in this difficult season that has been 2020, they've lost about 70,000 sponsorships for kids in need around the globe and their sponsorships pour into those children's lives in some of the most difficult and demanding and poorest communities around the world. And it just so happens that an NFL stadium averages about 70,000 people. So we want to fill the stadium with 70,000 kids and we want you to be a part of it. You can check all that out, as I said, online at fillthestadium.com. We'll dig into that with Kirk Cousins. We'll dig into Football Sunday with Sam Macho. You don't want to go anywhere. And for a little bit more about Football Sunday and really what makes it go, here's a pretty incredible video. Hey everyone, whether you've engaged with Football Sunday in the past, or you just landed here for the first time, I'm so excited to share the vision for this year's event with you. The pandemic hit us all in surprising and life-changing ways. And as spiritual leaders, it hit you in ways that forced you to make hard and immediate changes in the ways you do ministry. And even though you're hopeful, even though you're hopeful, you're still tired. You have the peace of God, but you probably still feel the unrest. You've got the courage, but still have moments of doubt and fear. But out of this tension, out of these uncertainty, uncertainties, Football Sunday 2021 is taking shape. I believe for such a time as this. The title for this year is this, Unshaken. Unshaken. The verse that will run through the entire resource is Psalm 16:8. I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will, I will not, not be shaken. shaken. A portion of the purchase price will go toward a movement of Christ followers who are confronting the issue of racial justice. So let me ask you, what might happen? What might happen if God used this football season to become transformational in the lives in the lives of the people you serve? Your potential to reach people is now both on site and online. Could there ever be a better time for a media resource like this? Football Sunday 2021. Football Sunday 2021. I hope I hope you'll be a part of it. And now that you see a little bit of what Football Sunday is all about and its unshaken spirit for this 2020 and into the 2021 season, well, we get to bring you one of the stars of Football Sunday 2021. And Sam Macho, thanks so much for, for jumping on with us and being a part of this. Brock, no, I'm so excited and I'm honored to be here and super excited to get a chance to chat. So why? Why, Sam? You get asked to do a lot of things. 
right? A lot of folks come knocking on the door, the phone, I'm sure gets a lot of emails and, and texts from different friends and, and ministries and people around the country. And especially now, as you're writing books, everybody wants a piece of you. Why did you ultimately say yes to sharing your story with Football Sunday? Well, this is something, if I'm being honest, this is something I've been excited about, hopeful for, praying for the opportunity to be able to do for years. Honestly, ever since Football Sunday became a thing, uh, during my time in the NFL, I said, man, it would be amazing if I got a chance to somehow just encourage people through my story. And obviously, we all know that God's timing is the best timing. And so when I got a uh, reached out to by Ben Watson and and some of the people at PAO, they said, hey, well, would you want to would you want to be a part of Football Sunday? And I said, absolutely, absolutely. Without a second thought, without a second glance, I was there. And so for me, this is I say it's an honor because it really is something that I have always wanted to do for people to be encouraged by my story, through my story, through the, through my testimony. And I know the country is going to get to hear your entire story on Football Sunday. Can you give me just a little snippet, though? Uh, in, in the business, we call this a tease. Can you give, give me a little tease of, of just what your story is and why you wanted to share it with so, with so many? Yeah, well, I guess I'll tease it like this. So two years ago, I was going on my eighth year in the NFL. I just signed a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract. In a lot of people's eyes, I had, I had made it. Uh, but on the inside, I was I was struggling. I was struggling with who I really was as a follower of Jesus, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a son, as a brother. I was struggling. I didn't really know who I was. And I was sitting down with a friend and, and I, I shared with him just some of my struggles. I said, man, I'm not I'm not loving my wife well. I'm getting angry easily with my kids. I don't know what's going on, but I remember saying, man, as long as I get to the football season, it was a week before training camp. I said, in one week we start training camp and then I'll be okay. I'll be able to forget about all this stuff and I'll be able to focus back on football with my teammates and our relationships and friends. And he looked at me and he said, Sam, if that's how you feel right now, he said, I'm concerned about what happens when football is taken away from you. When you retire or whether you were injured, I'm really concerned. I'd share with him a lot of my heart, the struggles, the downs, the, the hard things. And uh, as he's, as I'm sharing and as he's, he's sharing, I start to cry. Mind you, I'm 6'3", 260 NFL linebacker, played in that last nine years. Like I'm on the football field, I'll, I'll, I'm going to hit somebody, but I, I, I started to cry in front of my friend. He had never seen that before. And he looks at me in my tears and my sadness and my dejection. He says, hey, Sam, it's really nice to see you. It's really nice to see you. That conversation opened up a new side of me, a journey through counseling, a journey through what it means to be seen, to be known, to be loved, a journey on what it means to be me. And so that journey, fast forward a few months and now years and now there's a book that's my book let the world see you right where i talk about that journey but even more so my testimony what god has done through the ups and also through the downs right god has been working through it all and so for me my story is a story of 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 hope story of joy a story of dejection a story of a little bit of pain but ultimately a story of freedom freedom of what it looks like to follow jesus to know jesus and understand that you and i are worth getting to know.
Uh, as you share that, there's two thoughts the Spirit kind of brings to, to my heart and my mind, Sam. Uh, one of them was a podcast that I taped with a tremendous soccer player. His name is Steve Zakuana, and he was an amazing, amazing player. Um, a little bit like you, it, 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 it traveled and, and lived in London for some time and then into America, was born in Africa. And uh, while he was living in London, became a part of an incredible soccer club, one of the elite soccer clubs, and got in a terrible accident. And uh, he had a mentor, much like yours, that had shared with him because Steve thought his life was over, that you know everything that he was as a soccer player was taken in this motorcycle accident. And his mentor said to him, huh, I thought your faith was stronger than a broken leg. And it just it just hit him between the eyes a little bit like your mentor friend sharing with you about, hold on a second, I thought you had a faith that was more than about a football field and being a football player. And that sound, sounds exactly like your testimony. So let me ask you, you know, what has life been like? That's the other part that comes to my mind. In that NFL, you live in a bubble. That bubble's been popped in many ways. You're outside of that NFL world. What is that that journey? What does life look like with your wife and kids outside of that NFL bubble this year? Well, my journey since that moment, and thank you for sharing that story because it does resonate. My journey, uh, if, when I see it, I see it's almost like climbing up this hill, but I feel like I'm at a place of freedom. And here's what I mean by that. When I, you know, after that conversation, I did end up going to training camp and I, I, every week, every Monday, I was sitting in the counselor's office sharing and talking and and crying again, and even during that journey as well, so much happened from a torn peck to uh, we had a baby and we had some complications during that same time to uh, being out for the season to losing my to to getting really so much happened during that time, and but in all reality, what I found even after being released for the first time in my entire life, that bubble being burst, I was with the Lord. I was with Jesus. I just felt this freedom. And I felt at peace, even though I was going through a transition and there was doubt and there was anxiety, there was peace. I felt peace. I was with peace and no one could take that away from me. I was at a hotel in, 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 in Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, New York. I just got released from the bills at that time. And it was just me, my family uh, and the Lord. And I felt freedom during that time. And yes, I transitioned. I did sign back and I finished the year last year and played with Tampa Bay. But even since then, God has reminded me that I'm so much more than what meets the eye. I'm so much more than a football player. I'm so much more than a contract or a sack or a salary. I am his prized possession. I am mm. uh, beloved. I am loved and God's beloved. I am worth something to him. And I realized that after everything was taken away. So my prayer, my goal, my hope is that people would realize that without having, um, and I say everything, right? What I mean by that is the things that I valued more than probably I should have. Sport, football, celebrity, all those things. God said, no, I love you regardless of any of that. I love you for who you are. And if that NFL door comes knocking again, <laughs> are, oh, you, are you, no. yeah, are no, you training done. and are you staying in shape and are you watching and do you still have kind of a heart, your heart's desire in some ways if yeah. that NFL comes knocking again? Well, so those are two separate questions. I am training and I'm staying in shape just so I can be in shape. If that door comes knocking, I'm, I'm, I'm most likely saying no. Uh, God has shown me a taste of freedom that I never thought I, I didn't think I could have. I always thought, man, NFL, the best of the best, doesn't get any better than this. And now I'm realizing, oh, there's other things that I love. I wrote a book and I, and, I, and, it, and it's, and it's like people are reaching out to me saying, thank you so much for writing this. It's changed my life. I, I love the process of writing. I'm getting a chance 
could do some stuff on TV, calling games and doing pregame shows, things that I really enjoy. I'm spending time with my family. I'm being the husband that I always hoped to be, the father I'd always hoped to be, the son, the friend, the man I'd always hoped to be, even without football. And so, and so, yes, I am training and staying in shape, but that desire has gone and God has given me a new desire. He's, he's awoken something new inside of me, this desire to speak, to encourage, to lift people up and to, to let the world see me as well. And on February 7th, 2021, uh, the world is going to get to see you and hear your entire story, Sam. Can't thank you enough for, for sharing some of that snippet, some of the tease of that story that is to come. And so thankful for your wife and your little one now uh, as you have found who you are in the journey that uh, is, is ahead, kind of living in his will and in his freedom. And what I hear is just in his peace as well, Sam. No, definitely, Brock. Thank you so much. And yeah, for me, not even really for me, I think God has us all on a journey. And oftentimes we care so much about the destination and the goal, but God's like, just be with, let me be with you on the journey. And I think if I'm learning anything, that's what I'm learning, no matter where we are in life, whether at the bottom of that figurative mountain or the top or somewhere along the way, God's asking that we would let him be with us on our journey. That's the most important thing. Not how much money we can give to our church, not how many, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, prayers you can pray in front of people. No, God wants our hearts. And he, he taught me that I would like to say the hard way, but the way that worked for me, he, he reminded me that he was after me and my heart. And now that I've given it to him, uh, I feel so much more peace. Appreciate you, Sam. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Brock. And you're going to get to hear Sam's entire story as part of Football Sunday on February 7th, 2021. That is where Football Sunday will air across the country. And not only Sam Ocho's story, you're going to get to hear a story, the story from Brandon Cooks and Carson Wentz. You're going to have Benjamin Watson and Tony Dungy narrating that entire Football Sunday. Going to be quite a show on Super Bowl Sunday, February 7th, 2021. But it was two years ago, two football Sundays ago, that you got to hear the story of Kirk Cousins, and it sounded like this. I remember one time in third grade, a a kid came over as we were just playing catch innocently. He just came over, he said, you really throw the football well. And I said, oh, thanks, man. He said, no, no, no. You really throw the football well. And I thought, oh, okay. Played my very first varsity game my junior year of high school, and I knew that this was a big year for recruiting. So I knew that I needed to play well to have a chance to play in college. And in the very first quarter of the very first game of my very first varsity season, I got hit on my left side and and broke my ankle. And I remember driving back from the hospital with a cast on my ankle. There were tears in my eyes, and I called my dad and I said, Dad, because I'm gonna miss this season, it means that I can't play in college. The dream is over, if you will, to play in college. And my dad said, Kirk, you don't know that. Uh, Think of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. At that moment, as a 17-year-old junior in high school, I made Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 my life verse. And um, from that moment on said, "I'm I'm gonna trust him and let him sort out the rest. A year and a half ago, I said it would be impossible to play college football, and now I'm signing a full scholarship to have college paid for to play for a school that would have been my dream school all along. 
you know, that was only the beginning. And yet at that time I thought that alone uh, teaches me what it means to walk by faith and how big God is. And yet God said, Kirk, I, I haven't done anything yet. I'm gonna take you on a journey here. Just keep trusting me. The night before the draft, my dad sat our family down and he read from 1 Samuel 16, where David is anointed king. And he said, this passage has the feel of a draft because Samuel goes to the home of Jesse and he says, bring out your sons from your sons will be the next king. Well, he goes through the, the first and he says, surely this must be the one. I mean, he looks the part. And the, the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, no, he's not the one. And then he goes through each one and he goes through seven. And the Lord says no to all of them. And so Samuel says to Jesse, do you have any other sons? Because the Lord said the seven you brought to me are not it. He said, well, I have one more, David. He's out in the field. I didn't even think he was in the running. So David, he said, bring him. So David's brought before Samuel. Samuel sees him and the Lord says, that's the one. And my dad's point to me was, Kirk, there's a lot of outward appearance looking going on right now around the NFL with the draft, and there will be going forward. Ultimately, as you've seen through your upbringing, the Lord directs your steps. The Lord has his hand on your life, and the Lord is not looking at the outward appearance. The Lord is looking at the heart. My dad came over and he said, Kirk, do you know what number quarterback you were? And I said, no, I, I don't. I said, I know there's usually 10 or 11 that get picked in the draft every year. He said, you were the eighth quarterback. He said, we read 1 Samuel 16 two nights ago, and David was the eighth son of Jesse. He said, I think the Lord is speaking to you. He's saying, Kirk, I have my hand on your life. When you fly to Washington, just trust me that I've got the next year, two, three, four, whatever it may be, under my control. probably had more where are you God moments than I have had the moments where I know he's near but I look back and I see he's faithful and he knows what he's doing and he gives us just enough I want to see lives changed for the kingdom and I want as many people as possible to come to know the hope of the gospel but also not only to come to know Jesus through the gospel, but then to make him Lord of their life and to see what I've seen in terms of decades of the Lord's hand guiding a life. And that's a journey that we're all on and we're all in different places on that journey. But um, that's what I want my life to be about. Well, there was a look at Football Sunday 2019 with Kirk Cousins, and I think a window into some of the transparency and, and just some of the, the ministry that you feel, the witness of these athletes to use that Football Sunday platform to share Jesus and what he's meant in their lives. And, and look, lo and behold, in 2020, I get to talk to Kirk Cousins in person. Kirk, thanks so much for, for jumping on with us. Yeah, thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Well, before we get into Football Sunday, and you and I are team members uh, with the Fill the Stadium Initiative with Compassion International as well, man, what a ride 2020 has been for you and the Minnesota Vikings. Pretty incredible stretch of the last six games, Kirk. I think 16 touchdowns, two picks, five and one, uh, but some bumps to begin the season. So let's just start there from a football perspective, man. <laughs> Tell me about the 2020 journey on the field. Yeah, it's it's been a journey, kind of a tale of two halves so far. Uh, before our bye week, we were one and five. Uh, took a week off on the bye, kind of got refreshed, and then we've been five and one since then. Played a lot better football, uh, so hopefully we can finish the year uh, as strong as we've been since our bye week. But 2020 has been a unique unique year for everyone, and the NFL is no different. Uh, but we're getting used to these protocols and grateful that we've been able to play as many games as we have and um, praying that we can finish the season strong and move into 2021. Kirk, can you give us a little window in to what uh, a day in the life uh, in 2020, what this day, uh, for example, is, is the uh, practice and, and everything going on around you and meetings. What does a day in the life of, a, of an NFL player and you in particular in 2020 look like? Yeah, so first thing I do in the morning is go into a trailer set up outside of our facility to take a COVID test, which has a 24-hour uh, results. So you'll still go into the building, not knowing if it's a positive or a negative, but the next morning we'll get notified as to whether or not the previous day's test was positive or negative. So once we do that test, we enter the building and then it's a pretty normal day. It's just that you're wearing a mask through all your meetings. Uh, you're wearing a tracer that lets you know if you're within six feet of anybody else in the building at any time, whether that's the cafeteria or the meeting rooms. And then uh, when you go out to practice, we wear a little shield over our face mask to somewhat uh, uh, be, be a mask while we're out there practicing. And, um, and then we're back into meetings after practice, again, socially distanced. Um, many, many of us are spread out throughout the building using technology to still be connected. And, um, and so outside of the mask and the distancing, life's pretty normal for us during this season. And then obviously game day is so different having empty stadiums or stadiums that aren't at capacity. So can you still connect Kirk, you're a guy. We heard your 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 testimony in Football Sunday just a couple years ago. Do you feel like you can still connect? You can still share that faith, uh, your character, uh, what what really Christ has done in your life. Can you still connect with your teammates uh, even amidst this chaos of 2020? Well, like so many people in other walks of life, uh, it's it's different, but we're doing our best. So our, our Saturday night chapel the night before the game is not in person. We simply sit in our hotel room, log on to a, a, a you know virtual call, and we listen to a chapel speaker virtually. Uh, and we're all on the call together and we can see each other's faces, but we're also by ourselves in each of our hotel rooms. Uh, the same is true of Bible study. We do a Bible study on Mondays after each game. And, um, you know, we normally would do that somewhere at the facility or in someone's home. But instead of that, we're doing it uh, virtually from our own homes. And there's still good discussion. There's still a lot of learning and connection taking place. But obviously, there's a different level of community that you go to when you're in person. And we just haven't been able to do that as much as we'd like this year. But we're making the best of it. And God is still showing up. Talk to me about Football Sunday, Kirk, how, how, how that knock came and, and how you opened that door, why you wanted to be a part of it, and, and really the fruit that was born out of that experience. Well, for a long time, you know, our family has prayed that, that God would increase our platform. And uh, that goes back to my days in college, walking around the campus at Michigan State, just praying that God would allow 
a platform through me and playing football to help make him famous and point people to him. And I believe that uh, while God has blessed my football career, he hasn't just blessed my football career so that I could just feel good about myself. He's blessed my football career so that I could then steward that as a platform to point people to him. And I don't know of a better opportunity I've been given to do such a thing than when I was asked to participate in football Sunday and share my faith centered around Super Bowl Sunday and, and uh, be able to have part of my testimony appear in churches around the country. So it was an opportunity that was a slam dunk for me, an absolute yes, and thrilled that I was given the chance to share. And uh, they did a great job, you know, being able to kind of edit my story down to a few minutes. And hopefully it was able to have an impact that uh, will last for eternity. You know, when I think of you, Kirk, and, and I got a chance to call a couple of your, uh, of your games this year, which was a blast for me, it's not been easy. Right, the, the road, just because you get saved and you use that platform, it's not one of all touchdowns. There's interceptions. No. You get knocked down. You mentioned a one in five start as difficult a start as you've ever had in your career for a team that's that, that has high expectations in a market that demands a lot of their players. So where does that faith uh, come through? Where does that that relationship with Christ, Where how, how does that... Uh, manifest itself through some of the challenges that is the NFL playing the position you do. Yeah. When you look at NFL players from a distance, the temptation is to think that we haven't made, we're living a dream and, and everything must be going great and nothing could be further from the truth. So many of us are, uh, uh, you know, we still face daily stresses. We, we fail time and again on the field, off the field. And um, the tough start to our season was a great reminder of that. But I also know that when we went to that bye week after starting one and five, I had some of the best moments with the Lord during my quiet time that week than I have had in a long time. And a large part of it was because we were struggling so much in what I do professionally. And I think that drove me closer to the Lord. And so um, not that I want to start one in five, but at the same time, God can use that to bring me closer to him and develop things in me that otherwise uh, might not get developed. So I trust that God's not going to waste a hurt. He's not going to waste a failure. He's going to use it for my good and for his glory. And um, and I believe that's the life of the Christian walk. I believe that, you know, as you read the teachings of Jesus, he doesn't promise, you know, material wealth, but he does promise suffering. And so you understand when you choose to follow Jesus, it also means you take up your cross. And, um, um, you know, he, he makes it clear that there are sacrifices to be made when you follow him. Can you take me into one of those quiet times? You know, you said it was sure. pretty profound. Can, can you give me a lesson that really the Lord put on your heart in yeah. some of those moments that week? Sure. I, I, I uh, was reading a book uh, about the soul and trying to learn more about, um, you know, how God develops the soul and, and really the fruit that comes out of your life as a result of if your soul is healthy or unhealthy and, and how you can kind of uh, look at your behaviors in life as an indicator of what's going on inside of you as a person. And uh, the more you read scripture and study scripture, the more you see that God wants your heart. That's really what he cares about. I think it's 2 Chronicles 16, 9, he says, The eyes of the Lord range to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And um, I want God's strong support. I think we all want God's strong support. But it starts with, with asking ourselves, is our heart completely his? And if it is, he promises his strong support to be thrown behind us. But our job is to get our heart right with him. And I think that's where that bye week was spent in quiet time trying to ask the Lord to search my heart and help me understand where I'm broken and where I need to be uh, uh, matured spiritually and uh, and keep teaching me, Lord, how you want me to grow as a person. 
it was pretty neat, Kirk. One year, uh, my final year in Seattle, I got to be in a QB room with Trent Dilfer and Matt Hasselback, a couple guys you know as well. And it was such a neat year to be on the same team. You and I, uh, I'm, I'm a lot older. Uh, you're a younger guy. We never got to share a locker room as teammates or, or position group room, but we are on the same team when it comes to Compassion International. We're team members in their initiative to fill the stadium. So, so likewise, I, I guess I'd ask you the same question. How did that door open and why do you and, and your lovely wife and your family have a heart to help fill the stadium with compassion? Well, through the relationships I've built in the NFL among many faithful followers of Jesus, it's introduced me to PAO, Professional Athletes Outreach, and the Increase Conference, which my wife and I attend most every year of our NFL career. Um, and through that conference, we were able to get connected to Jimmy Miata, who's uh, who runs Compassion International and uh, does a great job leading that organization. And, uh, you know, when COVID first hit, and we started to see the potential effects of the shutdown and what it could do for so many organizations around the globe. Uh, you know, we talked to Jimmy and understood the need was great internationally, and it was going to take people stepping up. It was going to take filling a stadium, uh, if you will, to step up and participate. And um, I know for me as a Christian, uh, I don't want to be a fan in the stands. I want to be on the field participating. And um, and so I want to get in the action and uh, and help fill that stadium uh, by participating. So Julie and I, you know, want to help financially, but but also we want to make a difference uh, eternally and uh, and steward what God has given us. And we all have something to steward, and so we all have to uh, you know think about how God is calling us to participate in His redemptive work in our world. And kind of remarkable, Kirk, you referenced earlier how these stadiums are empty. You know how you're yeah. in that stadium looking at, you know, the average NFL stadiums, about 70,000 seats. And we want to fill them with kids uh, around the globe who have and are in such need. Kirk, I can't thank you enough for for sharing your heart for a couple seasons ago on Football Sunday, sharing your testimony with the with the country, with the world, uh, with churches around the country, your heart, your wife's heart. Uh, to help fill that stadium and to take some time to, to share with all of us, you know, your journey that has been 2020. And trust me, many of us are continuing to root for you to, to, to continue the, the final quarter of this season as strong as the last two quarters have been. So continue great health, my friend. Uh, we love you. We're rooting for you. And thanks for all you're doing. Thank you, Brock. Blessings to you guys. Appreciate the work you're doing. Well, I said at the beginning of this show, it was a, a privilege to be a part of it. It's been an absolute blast, such a joy to connect with Kirk Cousins and Sam Macho, living a little bit different lives these days as Kirk is slogging through an incredible journey that is 2020. I hope you enjoyed some of that insight of just the challenges it is to be a professional quarterback in, in a difficult market through some ups and downs this year and the transparency of Kirk to really share his heart in some of those quiet times. And likewise for Sam to be a part of Football Sunday, uh, to share his story with the nation this year, to be outside of football and what it's been like this year when so much of his identity of football has been wrapped in it and this year to be out of it and learn so much through it. Just two of the remarkable stories we heard today. And, and you're going to hear many more of them in the weeks ahead ahead in the months ahead leading into football Sunday. And I can't thank our sponsors enough. Uh, Compassion International holds a special place in my heart. 
It really does. About five years ago, I partnered with them in my local radio station back in Seattle with a podcast that I do, The Intersection of Faith and Sports. And they were amazing partners then and the bonds and the relationships we formed is I've got to see them work. I've got to go to Guatemala. I've gotten to go to El Salvador. I have seen firsthand how they pour into the lives of churches and communities and children in so much need around the globe. And you can be a part of it, just as Kirk Cousins is a part of it. You can go to fillthestadium.com right there and you can sponsor a child. Our heart yearns to fill an NFL stadium because we know there are children in need and poverty that need to hear the good news of Christ, that need the food and the education and the resources that can change their life and has changed lives for decades and decades with Compassion International. So simply go online to fillthestadium.com, be part of the team, help us fill that stadium. An incredible part partnership and so thankful for their sponsorship uh, with this show today and likewise with Football Sunday. I know the heart. I got a chance to MC uh, the event a year ago and I know the heart of everyone behind really that platform to share, to share Christ's love, as I thought Kirk said really eloquently, right? To really use this platform, not for our own service, but really to pour into the lives of communities around the country and, you know, the opportunity through Football Sunday in churches across the country. It can be a sermon. It can be your sermon to share uh, with your community and ultimately impact and change lives. So we're so thankful for that. And those uh, who this year are going to be a part of it, Tony Dungy, and Benjamin Watson and Brandon Cooks and Carson Wentz and Sam Acho, who all uh, poured into that that mission this year and poured into you know, really Football Sunday to, to share their story with all of you. Oh, and in fact, I am hearing, how about this? You can go right now, go to footballsunday.com. I just got this note, go to football footballsunday.com. And if you go to that site right now, you get a free digital download of the Sports Spectrum magazine. How about that? Just simply go to footballsunday.com. Just go to the site and there you can dig around and, and you can see everything the site has to offer and get a free digital download of the Sports Spectrum magazine as well. It's been a blast to be a part of this with you guys today. Next week, how cool is this? It was Kirk Cousins and Sam Macho today. Uh, next, next week, the opportunity to catch up with Case Keenum and Matthew Slater. Uh, they're going to be a part of this show. Uh, share their football season that has also been a remarkable remarkable journey for for uh, for both case and matthew and we will chat with them next week so thank you so much for being a part of this until next week have a wonderful week and look forward to catching up seven days from now 